Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, a major milestone in the race to vaccinate America. And as the new school year approaches, the debate over masks in the classroom heats up. COVID cases among children skyrocket and frustration boils over in Florida. The governor there banning schools from making masks mandatory. Plus, news about a plan to provide booster shots. Raising the stakes, a former aide to Governor Cuomo files a criminal complaint accusing him of groping her. The governor's lawyers fight back. Roaring Inferno. Dramatic video of California's relentless Dixie fire growing bigger by the hour. Two towns erased from the map in 24 hours. Plea deal. A former MMA fighter known as Wild Man is the first to plead guilty to assaulting an officer in the Capitol riot. Airline meltdown. Passengers in limbo as Spirit cancels hundreds of more flights. We press the CEO for answers. What do you say to those passengers? Olympic streak. Allison Felix sets a record for medals on the track. And the American women reign supreme on the sand. And on the road, CBS's Steve Hartman on how a young intruder stole a homeowner's heart. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening, and thank you for joining us. Nora is off tonight. I'm Bill Whitaker. We begin tonight with the sobering news that for the first time in six months, the U.S. has topped 120,000 COVID cases in a single day, a strong signal that the summer surge is only growing. 
But as we head into the weekend, with the pace of shots picking up, today the country crossed the halfway mark in the race to get every American fully vaccinated. Still, the spike in cases among children is fueling a fierce debate over whether to require masks in schools. It's reaching a boiling point in several states like Florida, where the governor is dead set against mask mandates. CBS's Manuel Bohorquez begins our coverage tonight from Miami. Manny, how fast are cases rising in Florida? Well, Bill, today, Florida broke records, not just for new COVID-19 cases, but also hospitalizations. They are the highest numbers since the pandemic started. In the last week, the state has also reported more COVID-19 pediatric hospitalizations than any other state. But requiring masks in schools remains controversial. An emergency rule in Florida will allow parents to use vouchers to transfer children out of public schools that require masks. Meanwhile, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is threatening to withhold funding from districts that require them. The decision to try to withdraw funds or withhold funds from public school districts who are trying to make the decisions in the best interest of public safety um, is really disturbing to me. Sarah Lunardi is a school board member in Broward County where opponents of masks have been vocal. One's choice for a sense of personal liberty, not based in science and fact, should not impede on a right of a student or an employee to stay healthy and alive. COVID cases in children are rising nationwide, with more than 71,000 reported last week, an 86% jump from the week before. Eight states have measures banning districts from requiring masks in schools. But tonight in Arkansas, a judge temporarily blocked the state from enforcing the ban. Illinois and New Jersey became the latest states to mandate masks for K-12 students. If you have a lot of disease in the community, you may get disease in the school. The whole point is to have disease not transmitted in the school. And it's not just school-aged children. In Houston, an 11-month-old girl had to be airlifted to a hospital 150 miles away because the pediatric hospitals were too full to admit her. Infectious disease specialist Dr. Eileen Marty says this time around, much of our attention has to be focused on the young. It's pretty clear that we were really good about protecting our children last year. And last year's virus was not as dangerous as this year's Delta variant. And we need to add as many layers of protection as we can. For people who were vaccinated early on, including seniors, those who live in long-term care facilities and healthcare workers, the FDA says a plan to provide COVID vaccine booster shots could be unveiled next month. Bill? Manny Bohorkas in Miami. Tonight, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo could be facing even more trouble. A former aide has now filed a criminal complaint, accusing Cuomo of groping her. The governor refuses to step down, and now he's fighting back through his lawyers. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. While Governor Andrew Cuomo appears to lie low, the heat is turning up. Just two days after an independent investigation concluded that Cuomo sexually harassed 11 women, one of his accusers is the first to file a criminal complaint with the Albany County Sheriff's Office. The woman, identified in the report as executive assistant number one, tells CBS News and the Albany Times Union what he did to me was a crime. He broke the law. 
The assistant claimed in 2019 and 2020, the governor engaged in close and intimate hugs on multiple occasions, including one incident when he reached under her blouse and grabbed her breast. During another incident, while the assistant snapped this selfie, she says Cuomo put his hand on and then rubbed and grabbed her butt. Let me be clear, that never happened. Today, Cuomo attorney Rita Glavin says the investigators acted as judge and jury. This investigation was conducted in a manner to support a predetermined narrative. The governor deserves to be treated fairly. This was one-sided and he was ambushed. The bar for criminal prosecution remains high. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman. You have two incidents here, one of the groping of the breasts, the other of the grabbing of the buttocks. So each one carries a year in jail as a misdemeanor. It is not likely that he would spend time in jail, but it certainly is possible. A New York State Assembly impeachment probe is underway, and Cuomo's attorneys have a week to furnish evidence. A Cuomo spokesperson says the governor is cooperating. Members of the New York State Assembly say they have the votes to impeach and that there could be a trial in about a month. At least one accuser plans to file a civil lawsuit. Bill. Thank you, Nikki. On Monday, CBS News and the Albany Times Union will have an exclusive interview with executive assistant number one on CBS this morning. California's largest wildfire continues to grow as it destroys almost everything in its path. The Dixie Fire, now the third largest in state history, has reduced yet another community to ashes. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti reports from the fire zone. As the town of Greenville lay in ruins, the Dixie Fire kept roaring. This is what it looked like Thursday night on the road to Canyon Dam in the mountains of Northern California. Everything, trees, cars, homes, and more homes in flames. This fire has shredded everything in its path, including the town of Canyon Dam, less than 10 miles away from Greenville. We're talking about two towns erased from the map in 24 hours. Greenville had thrived since the days of the California gold rush. Say goodbye to Greenville for now. It took just an hour for these buildings to be incinerated, all from a fire that's now burned for more than three weeks, starting small near the town of Paradise. And then growing exponentially this week, it exploded, now becoming the third largest wildfire in California history. Of the state's seven biggest fires ever, six have occurred in the last year. We're seeing truly frightening fire behavior. We really are in uncharted territory around some of these extreme large fires. It's also leaving behind a trail of misery. We'll be okay. They'll get new toys and everything, but it's just memories. And tonight, more towns threatened and new evacuations. The fire goes over Kitty Ridge, then we, then we will leave. If all signs point to it's coming here, you're ready to get out of here. Right. If we see flames, we're gone. <laughs> and for good reason, we're standing in front of what used to be a general store. The smoke here is so thick at times, it looks like night. Officials here believe this fire is going to continue to burn for several weeks. Bill. Jonathan Vigliotti in Canyon Dam, California. Stay safe out there, Jonathan. 
Tonight, two more guilty pleas in the Capitol riot, the first for assaulting police officers. One of the men pleading guilty is a former mixed martial arts fighter who could face three to four years in prison. CBS's Jeff Pegues has more on this. On January 6th, Scott Fairlay, I'm seen here in camouflage, was right in the middle of the mob that attacked the Capitol. We f***ing disarm them, and then we storm the f***ing Capitol. I you. Verbally assaulting Capitol officers. You know, I have no idea what the f*** you're doing. Then striking one on his helmet. Air Lamb would later claim that he didn't assault officers, that he was trying to help them. Are you an Investigators allege that Fairlam is a brawler by nature. They highlight his days as a mixed martial arts fighter whose nickname in the so-called ring of combat was Wild Man. To date, investigators have arrested more than 550 people involved in the insurrection, including an increasing number of suspects who assaulted officers. Fairlam, along with 28-year-old Devlin Thompson from Seattle, Washington, who also pleaded guilty today, are now the first two rioters to plead guilty to assaulting police on January 6th. Legal analyst Harry Littman. And you're going to see from here on in not just other uh, perpetrators of violence, but they are going to be making their move up the ladder toward the actual co-conspirators who plotted this and came to do violence. Jeff Pegues joins us now. Jeff, Mr. Fairlam has extensive connections to law enforcement, even in his own family, right? He does. His father was a New Jersey State police trooper, also his brother in the Secret Service. Bill Fairlam, also known as Wild Man, is going to be sentenced in late September. Tonight, a lot of passengers are fed up with Spirit Airlines. For the sixth straight day, it's canceled hundreds of flights, leaving customers stranded or forced to pay more on other airlines. So what does Spirit CEO have to say? Here's CBS's Errol Barnett. This has not been our finest hour. Spirit Airlines CEO Ted Christie told us his company's week-long meltdown stemmed from pandemic staffing, weather, and technical issues. We've been in this line for six hours. People been here nine hours. Some of the thousands stranded for days nationwide slept in baggage areas, others paying out of pocket for hotels or flights on other airlines. That's time and money we don't have. Alex Helderman stranded in Orlando today after finding out his flight home to Indianapolis was canceled. He and his mother stuck in this crowded line after enjoying a trip to Disney World. This line has not moved for about 45 minutes. No social distancing going on. Later on down the line, this may be the one key thing that I remember from this trip. What do you say to those passengers? It starts with an apology. We were clearly overwhelmed. We're going to do everything in our power to earn back their confidence and trust. For Helderman, it's too late. I will never be flying Spirit again. Since Sunday, Spirit has scrapped at least 2,000 flights, with Christie expecting more cancellations through the weekend. It's been a catastrophe. Also new tonight, United Airlines announced all of its staff must be vaccinated by October 25th at the latest. And Frontier Airlines announced a similar policy for its employees as of October 1st. Bill, the other major airlines do not have similar mandates, but of course, that could change. Errol Barnett at uh, Baltimore's airport. Thank you, Errol. 
Today, Italy launched strict new COVID rules. Anyone who wants to go inside a bar, restaurant, or tourist site will have to show proof of vaccination. The new rules are coming soon to New York and possibly other U.S. cities. CBS's Chris Livesay reports from Rome. Want to see inside the Colosseum? Or how about the Sistine Chapel? Not without a COVID pass. As of today, it's Italy's golden ticket for most indoor venues, from movies and museums to pizzerias. Brad Carlson is a Texas tourist visiting just before the new rules took effect and without getting vaccinated. How would you get into restaurants and things like that without your vaccination here in Italy? (laughs) I wouldn't be able to. If he got tested, a negative result from the past 48 hours would also do the trick. For the vaccinated, your CDC card is just as good. I think it's a good idea, really, actually, because it makes uh, the people who have been vaccinated feel a little safer. For Italians, some have taken to the streets, calling it a violation of civil liberties. But for the vast majority, it's a way to ensure Italy, once the epicenter of the pandemic, never returns to the hell of last year when they ran out of space to bury the dead. Indeed, vaccination rates have tripled in some regions shortly after the new rules were rolled out. This after a slow vaccination start in Europe. But today, more people are getting vaccinated in the EU than in the U.S. Bill? Chris Livesay in Rome. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. If you mail a lot of letters, you won't like this. Today, the U.S. Postal Service finalized a plan to slow down some first-class mail to save money. That starts October 1st. Also approved today, a three-cent hike in first-class stamps to 58 cents starting later this month. At the Summer Olympics, American sprinter Allison Felix became the most decorated woman in Olympic track and field history by winning her 10th medal, a bronze in the 400 meters. Americans April Ross and Alex Kleinman dominated on the sand as they won gold in beach volleyball. What would you do if you spotted an intruder on your property? One homeowner did the unexpected and wound up starting a national movement. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. Dave Palazzolo of Salt Lake City got one of those smart security cameras. And as we first reported last year, it went off almost immediately. You get the alert and you have an immediate sense of anxiety. Oh, someone's going to do harm to me. That imminent threat? A four-year-old on a joyride. Every night, like clockwork. Paying person at driveway, and you're like, uh, who is it? Oh, it's just that kid again. You're interrupting my Netflix. How old are you? I'm almost 50. You're a little young to be doing the whole get off my lawn thing. I know, right? (laughs) But Dave said something had to be done. So under the cover of darkness, he went out on his driveway and wrote a message to the boy that basically said, kid, 
You win. The next day... You can almost see the look on his face when he gets it. And then he just charges into it. From that day to this, Dave's driveway racetrack has remained. Whenever weather washes it away, he simply draws another. He even built this contraption to keep the line straight and now researches famous race courses for track authenticity. The guy really is serious about his sidewalk chalk. Make sure you get the intersection right. You know, there's a chance you're more into this now than he is. It's entirely possible. Actually, <laughs> let's call it a draw. This a new one, Dad? This is Quinn discovering Dave's latest creation. You should know, before the security camera went off that first time, Dave had never met Quinn or his family. Yet all summer, he helped raise the boy in this small way. It's been amazing. Quinn's dad, Josh. Um, just that we can be a part of something like that, that we can see the good side of humanity. Feels good. And now that goodness is spreading. After we first told this story, others stopped by in all seasons. And other tracks began popping up across the country. Dozens following the lead of Dave Palazzolo. Oh, you're totally beating me. Who knows the true measure of a man is not how he raises his own kids. It's how he raises the village. You totally won. Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road. The good side of humanity. Now, that's something we like to see spread around. Sunday on Face the Nation, Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson and Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. And that's tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. For Nora O'Donnell, I'm Bill Whitaker. Have a great weekend. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Catch every episode of 60 Minutes, America's most-watched news magazine show, as a podcast. Hear in-depth investigations across politics, news, and entertainment on your schedule. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.